excited to have you on. We are now live on the air. We had a slight glitch for some reason, but I, I paved my way through. So let me go ahead and introduce every, introduce uh, myself and what we're about, and then I'll get right to you. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right, great. Everyone, I am Saber Robinson. We are live. Uh, I am the founder of Black Women Widows Empowered, where since 2015 we have been empowering widows of color via podcasting, blogging, book discussions, publishing, meetups, dating events, I mean, everything, even online love, intimacy, and grief Facebook groups, uh, support groups. And I want to welcome everyone to our podcasting world. And for today's episode, I would like to give a huge shout-out to Premature Widows Organization out of Maryland. Uh, They will be holding their Widows Retreat November 18th and 19th at Westfield Marriott in Chantilly, Virginia. So if you need more information about that, go ahead and visit uh, prematurewidowretreat.eventbrite.com. So Connie Gilmore is the host of that, and she has all of her information over on Eventbrite. So now let's go ahead and get started. Everyone, oh, my goodness, I have with me Ms. Yanni Brown. She is an author, a blogger. Uh, relationship educator, speaker, and a lover of love. I love that. Um, Her signature offerings include what every bride should know before saying I do, the Touch of Love workshop for couples, and Making Love Better Together, which is a series of marriage and relationship education workshops uh, designed to assist couples as they navigate through challenges uh, that accompany love, intimacy, relationships, marriage, and the pursuit of happiness. I like that. So, of course, I've got to give a shout-out to her and that she's been featured all essence, rolling out the Six Brown Chicks blog and Black and Married with Kids. But she is best known for her appearance on OWN, Ayala's Fix My Life Season 1. Yanni is also a member of the Boss Network, and an honorary color girl for the She's in Color campaign and has been heard regularly on the Doug Banks radio show. You know I had to give you your props. I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I was long-winded, but, hey, you needed, everyone needed to know what your background is. So I just want to say thank you and welcome, welcome. Oh, my goodness, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. My, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like, listen, you sound just like my sister. <laughs> really? Oh, my goodness. I was yes. looking at a friend of mine, and I was looking at her picture, and I was like, why does she remind, who does she remind me of? And it's so funny. I was looking at her about maybe an hour before this, and I said, oh, my goodness, she looked like Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Welcome so much. And, and you know, um, I, I'm just so humbled that you have, you know, accepted my invite, um, didn't know me from Adam. Um, I guess you did your research and said, okay, I guess he's legit. <laughs> but you know, I, but you, I, I mean, what you guys are talking about, though, is so critical to not even moving on, but just moving in, in terms of relationships. I was like, no, we, we need to talk. I like this. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't 
Um, you know, I can't wait to get started. We have, a, we have, you know, we have an audience, a listening audience um, that have called in, and I'm sure we we have listeners, um, you know, listening, you know, on their computer. So we have a whole hour, 60 minutes. And, you know, I just want you to talk about, you know, I have a couple of questions for you, and then if you want to go on and just chat and just talk, go ahead. But I just want to, um, you know, us to just connect and talk about, uh, you know, introduce your services. And really the purpose of this is to introduce you, to introduce your services, and to discuss what women can do to regain their groove back during the holidays. And also to respond to questions about, you know, how to connect better in relationships. Um, you know, we have even not just only widows, but, you know, the holiday season's coming up. And, and those who have um, may have lost, uh, may have, you know, broken up with their, with their uh, boyfriends or whatever, they're going to be, you know, the holiday season's coming and, and they're going to want to have some, you know, some form of um, happiness. And I just want to talk about also how, you know, we can just regain our, our happiness back, our, our love back, our groove back, what we can do to um, connect better, even with other people, um, just everything. Uh, okay. Just, you know, I just want you to just talk to us and, just give us your insight on love and intimacy, sex, anything. And um, we just, you know, we'll just go from there. Is that okay? Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Um, All I'll right. start with making love better together. Uh, quick overview of the business. I was uh, married once upon a time, and I was always the one trying to fix it. So I started a business called Kiss and Makeup right after um not too long after we were married and, and in this long-term relationship. And then I noticed that couples weren't really connecting. So I started selling adult novelty toys, and the toys basically sold themselves because of sex and sex sales. Uh, but then I noticed couples weren't connecting. They were communicating effectively, myself included, in my relationship. Mm. So then I was like, okay, well, what did I do next? So then I started setting a romantic rendezvous for couples, and that's where I would oh. go in their house order in dinner, decorate with rose petals, candles, turn down their bed covers. And Wait a minute, one you couple, would go in one, their one house? Party, oh, my gosh. House, hotel, whatever they wanted to set up. I did horse and carriage rides. I met people at random downtown with signs. Whatever it took to get them to where they needed to be in their relationship, I was willing to do those things. So uh, I started, I call it intimate evenings. So it was intimate evenings, kiss makeup with intimate evenings. But then I noticed couples didn't know how to communicate. It wasn't that they didn't want to. They just know how, and they didn't know how to connect. And they didn't understand that, you know, he's different and she's different and the styles of communications are different. So I went back to school and I got my degree, but I didn't get my degree in psychology because I didn't want to be a therapist. I wanted to be an educator, mm. a coach, someone okay. who could say, okay, you're going to have to do this work. All I need to know is, do you want to make it work? Because ah. if, you, if only one of you want to make it work, then it's not going to work. Okay. So um, then the business took on a whole new meaning, and it became making love better together. Because what I learned ultimately, I was constantly seeking guidance in, in what it is I wanted to do with this brand and this business, because it's, it's a hard package to sell love. 
it's easy to sell sex, but it's a hard package to sell love. So I yeah. said, okay, well, what do you want me to do with this business? And what it became was making love better together, and the two is spelled T-W-O, because I learned mm. that it's going to take all of us coming together collectively to restore the balance to love, which is tapping into those taboo topics, talking about things that the African-American community, let's say, don't like to talk about, or, you know, we were always told your business is your business and it stays in the house, and it's like, okay, well, that's destroying us as a community. So let's talk about this together. Plus, I also felt like we learn better when we share things collectively because what we see is that, okay, she may be going through something similar, but she's not going to tell anybody. But if I say something, then she'll open up. And the same thing with men. Once men go, oh, yeah, man, that's that's happening in my house too, now we can have a conversation about it. Mm. So that's where the business Mm. uh, grew from, grew into, and now it's full-on making love better together. And I do these amazing workshops. Uh, because generally speaking, people don't like to do therapy. They find that that's work. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's a better way to do the work, and let's call those activities. So now it's not grueling work. It's, okay, let me participate in my life work. So I right. right. create workshops where I kind of tap into what may be an issue in your relationship or, or with yourself as, as an individual, and then we kind of go, okay, now let's let's do something different where I may have you do a vision board of how you see yourself, or I may do a, have you do a vision board of how you see your relationship. I'll do his, hers, and ours. So he'll do his portion, she'll do her portion, and then I'll have you both take a look at it and say, okay, now how does this how does this come together? Mm. So now they're doing the work. Yeah. Of, oh, wow, we don't really see eye to eye. We don't have the same vision. Okay, but how can you put it together? What are some of the things that you can share? So now you're involved and you're fully engaged in doing your work. Same Mm. thing with loving yourself. Mm. Yes, yes. So from, you know, as an output from that, Mm. from your work, you know, what what do they, you know, what are their... um, what do they relate to you? What are they, what do they get from that? You know, do they um, come, they come together better, I guess. Um, they, they come together you... better. They have a different understanding. Like most of the people that have come to me, they'll say something like, I wouldn't have never put that together like that. Or okay. you made me see it visually as opposed to somebody telling me, you know, or, when I would do, like, the the workshops with groups of couples, it would be something like, you know, I really didn't want to do this or I really didn't want to come to this, but I'm so glad I did because I saw a different perspective, but it's all relative to what we're going through. And now I can handle it better because it's not as difficult as I thought it could be or thought it would be. Do they ever ask for your services again or do they – do you monitor how they're still, you know, how they're working out after your session? How, how does that work, like the post after, results? Well, they reach out to me most of the time. I had one woman who I met, which was really interesting. I set up a romantic rendezvous for her, and then uh, she saw that I was going to be at a conference and made her way there and introduced me to their daughter that they had somewhere between the time I did their romantic rendezvous in like six or seven years. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. 
So they come back to me and they share what they learned or they share how they're doing. And, again, this is whether it's an individual who started out, I needed to love myself, to I met someone and I'm taking everything that you shared with me and I'm using that in my marriage. So I get feedback, whether it's a post-it note, uh, an inbox, an email, or just a text. You know, someone will say, Mm -hmm. I really, really appreciate what you said. So I get feedback all the time. Generally, I do. once you do the work, now, okay, let's move on to something else. So it's almost like I've given you the tools to learn how to swim. So now that you know how to swim, you can oh, go Oh, okay. They can go and do it. Okay, I see now. I see now. Yes. All right. So they go ahead and just do it themselves because they already, all right, gotcha, gotcha. I wasn't sure if you did a follow-up. Or... And I'll follow up. Yeah, no, I definitely follow up. Uh, some couples make it and some couples don't. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. but it's a great opportunity for them to see why they could or couldn't make it. And, you know, because we like to play the blame game when the relationship is ending. So it's like, okay, well, so-and-so, so-and-so did this. Okay, I heard you. That's great. I need to know what was your role in that, whether you participated oh, or not. Wow. What was your role in that? And, and more importantly, what did you learn about you in that? Because we can't – whoever come, who, whoever is coming to me, I want them to be able to understand you have to focus on you and what you learned because you can't control the other person. You can't control their healing. You can't control, uh, you know, if they had closure or not. You have to find your own closure. And the best way to do that is to, to get, you know, sometimes stand naked head on in the mirror and saying, okay, well, well, what did I do and how did me doing nothing, how did that affect the relationship? Oh, okay. Okay, awesome. I went ahead and, and I opened up the uh, the line for callers. And callers, if uh, I hear a little bit of background noise, but um, I'm going to stop here and, and just pause and, and ask if anyone, you know, online, um, if you have any questions for Yanni. Hey, Yanni, this is Aria Moreno of Melody. How you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Um, I really like your point about assessing your role in a relationship and trying to understand, again, how you contribute to, to problems. What other recommendations do you have as couples are trying to resolve conflict to help them better understand what the root cause of the conflict is and how they can both kind of work together to deal with it? I'm a big I'm a big proponent of learning your mate's love. We tend to love we tend to love our mates in in our love language. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, how I love to be loved is through physical touch, through words of affirmation. So, of course, I'm going to love that way, but that may not be your mate's love language. So once you begin to love your mate in their love language, now you're understanding them in their love language, and now you're communicating better because you're not speaking to them in your life language, you're speaking to them in theirs. So that actually makes for better communication. Then I also tell women, men, men and women communicate very, very differently. We like to go through all the alphabet to get to our point. Men are point to point. And if we can understand that men are point to point, then, then we can communicate with them better. Even if that means you need to get your script together, meaning you need to make bullet points on note cards of what you want to address, 
mm-hmm. then, then that mm-hmm. helps with the communication better, and that also helps with conflict because men will tune you out really, really quickly because their attention spans is not as, as deep as ours. And it's not a knock against them. It's just kind of how they communicate. They communicate A to B. Like like mm-hmm. if you're telling them what's going on, they, they want to know how they can fix the problem. They, yeah. they may not need to know, like, what the problem is. The oil is leaking on the left side and, you know, it's dripping down to the right <laughs> side. They don't need to know all that. All they need to know is it's oily. <laughs> see, so you see how detailed we are? Mm-hmm. But but they just want to fix it. So that that's a great way to start communicating. Um, another thing I tell people to do is, uh, which is really weird, but it's part of the date night process. Um, I tell them to get, get a box. You can make a cute box. You can get a shoe box. You can cut a hole in a. You can use a clinic box. It really doesn't matter. But you put in twelve things that you want to do, and then you have him put in twelve things that he wants to do. And then you pull it whenever you all are getting ready for your date night. So say it's once a month. So once mm-hmm. a month he pulls, once a month you pull. But whoever does the pulling is the one who plans the actual date. Now what okay. you're doing here is you're creating some spontaneity there. You're creating some spice there. You're you're making it where you're yeah. not doing the same routine things. You're doing something a little bit different. And both of you are sharing in what you enjoy and what you like to do. So now you can't say, well, why don't we ever do blah, 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 blah. Well, no, it's in the box. Mm -hmm. So now you're getting to do some of the things that you want to do, and it's also going to take you out of your regular comfort zone of, of what you ordinarily like to do. So say you've never taken a ballroom dance class, but you see it on TV and you really want to do it. Put that in the box. Now, I relate everything to relationships, and so let's just take that ballroom dance class. In that ballroom dance class, two things are going to happen. One, he's going to learn how to lead in a relationship, and two, he's going to learn how to support your frame while he's leading you in the relationship. See how that relates to actual relationships? Mm-hmm. Even though it's just dancing, but you're learning right. how to communicate because you have to follow the steps. Cooking is also a great way to communicate better because you have to follow the steps of whatever's on the recipe. And then before, right. you, before you know it, once you're cooking, you're in an ebb and flow, now you're not discussing the recipe itself. You're discussing life. You're discussing your relationship. Right. How was your day today? So, so it's a great way to introduce something, but it can turn into something really fun, and then that can be your stress relief. Right. And one person's so not, it's not leading. So, yeah. Absolutely. And and it's not the, well, I don't like the way you do blah, 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 blah. See how that's very direct? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you have to understand that, that that's your mate and you can't necessarily treat them like children because what do you do when someone tells you what to do? You buck. Right. So that's, that's, that's what your mate is going to do. But if you have a conversation, and then you get to the, it's like, you know how you have to ask your kids how how they're doing something, and if you can't get an answer one way, you go around about it, you do something different? That's kind of how you have to do in your relationship so that you can better communicate your styles and, and kind of get the answers that you want. And if you know direct is not working, then okay, well, let's see how we can do something different. Gotcha. Mm. Well, it's interesting. I'm taking notes here because I'm preparing to <laughs> Get out there and date. <laughs> I haven't jumped back in yet. As a widow, I'm still kind of testing the waters and 
have really there's a part of me that is really wary of getting involved with someone partly due to um being used to dealing with conflict with someone at this point um and also just not used to dating and establishing a relationship yet so there's still a part of me that's still kind of wary of the whole process um but hopefully Uh-oh. I'll be able to jump back in there sooner rather than later in the whole dating process. Before you jump back into the dating process, um, what I would suggest also is to kind of find out what you want. Yeah. And what I mean yeah. by that mm-hmm. is if you ask a woman yeah. what she doesn't want, she can rattle off a whole list. He has to be six two mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and they have this Oh, list. my gosh. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> But 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 if you ask true. them what do they want, they don't know. Like for example, right. it took me a really long time to say I want to be courted. Yeah, yeah. Little mm. things like that. I, you know, I want yeah. I want someone to cook for me. I want right. someone to hold my door open. See how specific those things are. It sounds crazy, yeah. but as you get older. And as you've been through some things, it's like I don't want to waste my time with someone who's not capable of giving me what I what I want and what I need. Right, right. And, and we do that. Well. Like we, yeah, we rush, and then before you know it, we love somebody that we don't even like. Right, right. And the reason I raise the issue about conflict is I don't want to get involved with someone who's going to be argumentative or who doesn't know how to resolve conflict and like to work together to build a relationship. Absolutely. And, and as women, we, we talk a lot, but if we sit back and we actually listen, we can kind of diffuse all of that in the dating process. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Those are great questions. Great questions. Thank you, Melody. Appreciate that. Uh, Any other questions? Yeah. And Melody, you are from Charlotte. All right. Anyone else on the call who would like to ask Yanni a question before we move on? All right. All right. Well, I, you know, like I said, Denise Turner. All right. Hi, Denise. How where are you, you from? Tell us where I'm you're from. I'm from New Jersey. New Jersey. All right. <laughs> Ask um, a question. I like, like everything. <laughs> I like everything that you're saying. Um, I was married for 37 years, but I met my husband when we were in kindergarten. So we had a, a really, really long relationship. I love it. At this point, um, he will have been gone two years this month. I'm looking to not really have a relationship with anyone, only because I believe that I've had my best relationship. My husband was awesome, and I know that he can't be replaced. Um, What I'm looking for is to have someone who can escort me to dinner or to a play um, Mm. or some other type of social function. Um, I don't want to lead anybody on. I don't want them to be confused about what I'm looking for and what I want. Um, 
and and I want to be clear with someone up front. So how how would you suggest that I go about doing that? Well, I would suggest establishing a friendship and kind of guiding the the situation into exactly what you just said. I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship. However, I am looking for companionship. I'm looking for someone that, you know, can, and and just put it out there, just like you said, that can take me to this place or that place. And then once you're done telling them what it is that you're looking for, then you kind of say, and can you kind of clarify what it is that you're looking for? Now, they may not have an answer right away, but at least you're kind of putting your cards on the table up front. And I'll tell you something my mother told me, and she still tells me this till today. She just celebrated her 80th birthday. And she said, you enjoy your time with this person until the next time. And then you enjoy your time again on the next time. And before you know it, you're spending time with someone, enjoying time with someone. Okay. And, you know, I've I've spoken with several people. Um, I'm very clear about what I want, and, and it just seems like men don't want to hear that. If they want a relationship, this is what I want, um, and I like you, and I want to move forward with you. So it's it's just a little difficult to get them to hear. Well, well yeah, uh, because they their men are adamant about knowing what they want when they actually figure out what they want. Mm-hmm. So, and and if you're you know this fabulous woman that that has all the qualities that they're now looking for, and notice I said now looking for. Right. In a wife or in a steady girlfriend, then yeah, no, they're going to fool you in their minds. I'm going to change her thinking. That's just something that she says. You know what I mean? Because as women, we're known to say one thing but do another. Right. So yeah. in their minds, yeah. they're like, okay, well, if I can get her to do this, and you're like, no, no, no. I told you in the beginning, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm interested in. But but I would I would say in your case. I would say probably a friend, like a platonic friend, until you're ready for something romantic, is probably a better avenue for you. Okay. And, and honestly, you, you know, you're not looking for anything romantic, correct? Right, correct. And and honestly, I haven't even found anybody that I want to be a friend with. <laughs> and, and I don't know whether that's my own prejudices, um, you know, because of the relationship that I've had, um, I just haven't found anybody worth my time. Well, see, Jesse, now you're doing two things. If, if you're going the friendship route, you have to define what friendship is for you and to you. But you also have to allow that friend to be in the friend zone, meaning they're not going to be everything that you need them to be because they're just a friend. Now, if it gravitates to something more, you kind of have to, you know how you have your girlfriend and it's like, okay, well, we don't talk every day, but when we talk, we catch up, we have a great time. Or when we hang out, we have a good time. But you don't put all these stipulations that you put on a friend, male or female. So that's what I mean. Okay. You, you kind of have to be careful with that, um, only because now it's misleading. I got you. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I have all these boxes that I want you to check, but I just want to keep you in the friend category. Gotcha. And so, and so what I would suggest doing is to stop looking per se for the friend and then start doing things that you enjoy doing. Because in doing those things that you you enjoy doing, then you'll meet people. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? And then that, that that can lead to a friendship. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go so-and-so, so-and-so. Okay, cool. Then I can meet you there. So the next thing you know, the meet you there turns into, okay, well, let's hang out. But we're hanging out as friends. That makes sense. And then watch, yeah, and then watch what that grows into. But you have to allow the space to between your friends because you know, like I said, you give your girlfriends a break. You're gonna have to give them a break too, and then then you're gonna have to go through this phase of pulling back too because men are always your friend with the hopes that just in case you change your mind and it can become more. <laughs> right. That is, right. That is, you got that right. That is so true. I like you know, that. Or, the, or that. they're trying to catch you on that weekday. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a weekday, a weekday. <laughs> weekday, right, W-E-A-K. Gotcha. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Before we mm-hmm. take any more questions, um, I just want to—I—I I, I have a question, um, and it's kind of okay. a two-part question. Um, now, can you offer any advice on what women can do during the holidays to make them feel sexy, whether they have a date or whether they don't have a date? What what can they do to, you know, um, make themselves kind of feel good, you know, on the outside? Um, I'm. You know, if, you know, advocate. with a man or with not a man. I'm a huge advocate of sexy as a state of mind. And what I mean by sexy as a state of mind, it's how you feel about you. So whatever that is for you, like for me, picking out lipsticks is sexy to me. But that's my picking thing. out lipsticks. Okay. okay. Picking out lipstick, like I love picking out lipsticks because I feel sexy when I put on that bright shade or that pop of color, and you know, you take the selfies with the pouty lips. So it's whatever makes you feel sexy. For some women, it's going to the salon and getting their hair done. You know, something about someone washing your hair. Believe it or not, it feels amazing, and to me, I equate what feels amazing to sexy. You know, we think that we have to dress a certain way to feel sexy, but no, it's the way you walk, it's the way you talk, it's, you know, how you, the music that you listen to, it's being free, it's it's the liberties that you let go of and feel uninhibited about whatever it is that makes you feel sexy. It could be you go to the spa and, you know, you're releasing toxins in the sauna. Whatever makes you feel good about you, that's sexy. Do more of that. You know, it it can be something as simple as you go and you make your favorite shea butter or your favorite body butter and you take a bubble bath and you have a glass of wine and you put that on and then you're rubbing on yourself because we don't get to do that a lot because we're rushing and you just take your time and you're putting on your lotion and you're relaxing. You could do you could do a movie. I mean, whatever you feel like doing that makes you feel good, that's sexy. And, and what if we do have a date? Um, you know, what can we do it? Or and what have you done for other couples like during the holidays? 
I, have you, again, I'm a big advocate of cooking, so I definitely cooking. suggest okay. that my couples cook together. It's something about you put the cake in the oven, you got about a good 30, 40 minutes after you put the cake together. I'm not going to tell you what to do with that time, but that's 40 <laughs> whole minutes that you can have some moments oh, okay. together, you know, decorating the tree. Uh, sexy, and again, it, it depends on, and I don't want people to go out and do things that they're not comfortable doing, but I, I'm a big believer, and these people don't know me. I will go to a hotel room, and I will either people watch, or I will open the windows and let people watch me. It's watch just you something do what? about being on the, <laughs> well, you, you're on the high floor, you're in the window, oh, you have the okay. window you're open, the and floor. you can paint your own picture. Um you can dress up. You can tell your mate to meet you at so-and-so, so-and-so. And when you show up, when he shows up to meet you, you look like somebody completely different, meaning you have on a wig, you have on a different you're, – you're not dressed like you normally would dress. You know, you're adding a little bit of spontaneity to the relationship. You're adding a little bit of mystery to it, like, and he's looking at you like, wait, what, what, hmm, okay. You know, they're never going to stop you from doing what you're doing. They're just kind of going to go, huh, okay, mm. I like it. Um, you know, and women think that we have to go out and we have to get all this lingerie, and there's nothing wrong with it. I, You know, I have my Victoria's Secret account. There's nothing sexier to a man than boy shorts and a pair of stilettos. You can do the, <laughs> you can break up, you can break up the whole halftime routine with just that outfit on. All you have to do now, ladies, don't do this during the beginning of the football game because you're gonna, you know, gonna be a little upset because right. you're gonna continue yeah. watching the football game. But if you do it during halftime, now you're like, hmm, okay. And I'm I'm real big on having your mate think about you. You know, things that he can do with. You know, because they should do work too. Uh, what's sexy to a woman? Helping her with the laundry, having dinner ready when she gets home, having a bubble bath ready when she gets home. Those things are sexy. That's helping out. I, you know, I tell couples all the time: if you want me, you want your mate to be sexy for you, help her with the chores. Mm. Because okay. now she has free time to put on something sexy for you. Now she has a little bit more energy where she can actually feel like, okay, well, let's stay up late. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. That's good. I, you know, going in a hotel and watch people—that's different. And or have them watch you. <laughs> that's completely different. That's that's unique. And, and I would have to say and that's it, unique. And it could be extreme for some. It, it could be extreme for some. Um, so you know, again, I don't want people doing things that's not in their comfort zone. Uh, but right. Exactly. Also, one we of have the most- unique people. Yeah, there's unique people out there that would do that. So that's different. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a lot of couples, like one of the date night suggestions that I have for them is I have these vibrating panties. And, you know, it the it, it, it comes with a wireless remote control. It's actually a ring that he puts on his finger. And what I tell my couples is to either go out to a bar or go to dinner with a group of friends. And watch her try to maintain her composure while you press the button whenever you feel like it. I didn't know that existed. Now that yes, it does. Is different. That's that very different. different. But it, oh, it gets wow. rave reviews every time. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's that's good. This is good. 
I'm going to put it back to the audience. Is there anyone who, you know, in the audience, you have any questions, any additional questions? I'm still All thinking right. about those fading panties. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I had to write that down. I had to write that yeah, down. Like, yeah, I, I, that, that, that was a first for me, too. I was like, I had heard about that. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, I do have, you know, just a few more questions. Now, can you, you know, what what about some questions to ask a male, you know, especially if, if you're coming fresh out of a relationship and a woman and a male, you know, she's starting a date, do you think, uh, what can you offer that couple? Um, any fun things to do? You know, especially if she's brand new out of her, you know, uh, maybe two-year relationship and she meets someone else. And w- what advice would you give them that they could do to kind of, you know, especially during the holidays and, uh you know, they want to do some fun things, but yet, you know, because she's fresh out the relationship and he doesn't know kind of, you know, how to approach her. What things, because I'm saying this because, you know, um, we have a few women who, you know, are fresh out of, you know, losing their spouse. Um, but also at the same time, you know, I'm sure there's people listening to this who may be fresh out of, you know, just maybe a divorce or maybe uh, a relationship. Um, but what if I... that 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 question is twofold. So what I suggest, I, I, men are very put off by questions. If you look at any relationship show on TV, that's like a a huge no no, <laughs> uh, because one men do, they don't really answer them well, and two they want to know why are you asking all these questions up front. Let's just get to know each other. What I would say to a woman, again, is bouncing back to kind of knowing what she wants versus knowing what she doesn't want. So if she knows that she's just interested in taking her time to get to know someone, then I would say do that. And listen with all of her ears, and I say that even though I know we have two ears, but listen with all of her ears. Because sometimes as women, we hear things that we want to hear versus what they're saying. And I'm I'm a firm believer that if you listen to a man in casual conversation and in general conversation, he will tell you so much more than just a Q&A session. Mm. But, but as yeah. a woman, you have to listen. You can listen yeah. to see if he's still married. You can listen to see if he lives with a woman just by listening to his general conversation. If you all are dating and you could never go to his house, that's a problem if he's always coming to your house. So now you need to flip yeah. the narrative and just flat out ask. See, we, we, we as women, we tiptoe. But as women, we need to not tiptoe. Why is it that we're always coming to my house? Why can't we go to your house? See how easy that is? So now you wait for an answer. And if he doesn't have an answer, as women, we have to be able to draw the line in the sand, whatever line that is, and then not step across it because that's where we have an issue at. 
meaning, okay, say a woman says, I don't want a smoker. I'm not going to date anybody that smokes. Uh-huh. And then you date someone that smokes, and you go, okay, well, I'll get around it. Well, how? You, your initial red, red uh, flag was, I don't want to date a smoker. So now you've let your guard down. You drew that line in the sand, and you scratched it out to date the smoker that you said you wouldn't date. That's relative mm. to every aspect of what we say we want versus what we accept. Yeah. So, so that's that's the first part of that question that that you asked me. Um, not so much as asking questions, but more listening. More listening. And then listening, and then listening and drawing your own conclusions. Now, you don't have to confront him with the conclusions. You can just decide if this is for you or not. And be okay with deciding yeah. if it isn't for you. Yeah. Now, yeah. things that you can do to get to know each other during the holidays, because the holidays are sensitive for everybody. It's sensitive for the widow. It's sensitive for the divorcee. Um, yeah. But it's also a very close-knit time where the men that you're dating are looking at, well, okay, well, why do you want to bring me around your family? This might be kind of soon. Or, you know, well, why are you trying to do all this family stuff together? So, you kind of have to take it off the table in that regard and do simple things that, that you and your mate can do that are like holiday activities, i.e. going for cocoa, um, you know, because you can have great conversations over cocoa or marshmallows or going ice skating or going to a tree lighting ceremony or going to a, a lighting festival or even going shopping where you're shopping for your family, he's shopping for his family. Not necessarily buying gifts for each other, but that's holiday time that you're spending, but not serious, ooh, I'm holding you responsible for buying me that perfect gift kind of thing, not not that pressure. Okay. You follow me? Yeah, yeah. So now those, those are kind of fun dates. You know, you could, you could even do date night where you're baking holiday cookies that maybe you want to give to an orphanage or drop off at the hospital. You know, whatever it is that you're doing it for, but not so much as where you're putting pressure on each other to incorporate this person as your mate for the holiday season as opposed to just enjoying the holiday okay. season. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, so, for the woman or, or man who doesn't have anyone for the holidays, uh, I would suggest, one, either doing some volunteering, whether it's at a hospital or a homeless shelter or a women's shelter or wherever you feel most comfortable, where you can give back some of your services. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. you feel good when you feel like you're part of something, and it's also taking yeah. you out of your comfort zone yep. so that you're not feeling like you're so lonely, I'm going to put myself in an environment where I can be a service to someone. Absolutely, absolutely. It takes your mindset off of that, off of, absolutely. you know, the... Uh, and, and who knows? Yeah. I, I say women find their passion all the time in their pain. Mm. Yes, yes. I absolutely agree. So she now, may discover, this- you know, oh, I like um, I like making cookies. Okay, cool, I'm going to give cookies to all my family. So now she's baking so that will get her through the holidays. Or I want everyone yeah. to try this new shea butter because I like these oils that I've been using. Okay, now she's making shea butter for everybody. But it's keeping her busy but yet engaging her still into the holiday season. Absolutely. Now, what are your thoughts on online dating? 
online dating. So I'm not a big fan, <laughs> although I do know people that have had great success at it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan because people can, like when you meet someone, you're meeting their representative. That, that's before online dating. So you can meet their representative, and their representative can keep up their facade of putting my best foot forward for about a year before you start seeing through the cracks. Yeah. Online, yeah. online I can be anybody that I want to be, and it's going to take you probably a little bit longer to figure out who I yes. really am. That's, that's, that's the only thing that I have an issue with with online dating is that you can hide behind a computer. You know, you got your cyber bullies, you got your catfishers, you got your pretenders, you got everybody that's pretending I'm only on this dating site, but if you do some research, you find that they're on four or five different ones. I'm old school when it comes to that, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am with it. But but I've had, I've known people that have had great success with it. Yeah, I have too. I have tried online dating, um, but it it just wasn't for me. Um, you know, I've heard of success stories and I've heard of horror stories, but um, yeah. Like like what you said, you know, it's there's a facade, and you never know what you're going to get when you do meet them in person. <laughs> no, it's so, like you said you were five eleven and you're like four yeah. seven. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. see, and by, the, by and, and 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 what I want women to understand by this time, because what we as women do, we're nurturers, we're givers. So most of us. So by this time, we're fully invested. So now we feel somewhat guilty, and we'll try and make something work with something we never wanted to work because that wasn't on our to-do list to begin with. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to – I want to – Go ahead. No, I was going to pause after you spoke and just um, um, give the audience, you know, a chance to ask any questions again. Okay. Hello, everyone. Any? Does anyone have any questions? I know um, we had some earlier, so and we've had a couple of people join. So I just want to give you the opportunity to uh, either say hello or uh, just um, tell us what you're thinking. They must be shy. All right. <laughs> Well, we're going to move forward. And, you know, one of my other questions is, you know, what advice would you give, you know, someone who has lost a spouse dating? Is there anything different that you would give, you know, your advice um, versus? It would depend. It it really would depend on like the one caller who said that she met her husband in kindergarten. Yes. And she feels like that was the only person for her. And my mom, who just recently was proposed to, who declined the proposal. Mm. It really just depends on where that woman is in her life and what is it that she's open to receiving. 
So my advice would be to be okay with where you are and then decide for yourself, only for yourself, not for anyone Mm -hmm. else, where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like I'm divorced. I, I didn't lose my spouse, but I'm divorced. But I want mm-hmm. to be married yeah. again. Some yeah. people don't want to be married again. So so you have to you have to find your balance in whatever it is that you want. And we do have struggle is. Yeah, and like Denise said, you know, she doesn't want to remarry, you know, she just wants someone to take her out. Whereas we have other widows who do want to remarry, who, you know, do, or who are just now, like Melanie said, getting, slowly getting back into the the dating scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Me, I've been widowed for five years, and, you know, I've had my share of dates, and, you know, honestly, and my husband told me it was okay, you know, to remarry, and, and I do want to remarry, and I would, I would, I'm, I'm, I would like to date. To, you know, someone who has the same thought pattern as I do, and that is the end goal is to marry. So, you know, I, I definitely understand, you know, you have to know where you are. Yeah, because if you don't, you're going to find yourself in situations that, one, you didn't expect to be in, and two, with people that were nothing like your mate. And yes. that can be a scary right. place because, like, like for example, somebody that's been married 20 years, getting back out there and looking at things that you're kind of like, what in the hell is this? Because yeah. there's nothing Absolutely. like what you had for the past 20 years. And then you have to look at the men who are acting like boys, not to mention doing the research now that men are – not the pursuers, and this is not all men, but some men are not the pursuers that they used to be because life is very different now, meaning women are chasing men. So men feel like they don't have to chase because women have made it too easy. So so there's all these things that have changed since you were out there on the market, so to speak. So and it's funny to, you say that. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important that you know more of what you want than anything because that's going to lessen all the BS that's out there because, trust me, there is a lot of BS out there. There are men yeah. now, unfortunately, just like there were women and are women, who will go through your entire Facebook posts, yeah. all of them, pictures, Facebook statuses, and then depending on what type of man he is, is going to prey on you based on what he knows about you via your Facebook post. Mm. But if you haven't already put in place what you want and what you don't want, he can pick you like something in your nose and then play with it accordingly. Mm. Mm. All the things that, that you don't you're not thinking about because you're just being you. But there are some vultures out here. And unfortunately, society has made it where it's easy for them to be this way because us as women, and I'm not saying we're desperate. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying we, everybody wants to be loved, whatever that means. And sometimes we're willing to go the extra mile, and the men know that. 
So that's that's mm. why I tell my ladies, be careful. Know what you want. Yeah. Love you first. Mm. Because when you love you, it shows up in all that you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. This is good. You know, we're we're five minutes away from the hour and it seems like time has just gone by so oh, fast. Quick. I know, I know. It was some good stuff. Good stuff. It really was. Um, does anyone have any uh ending thoughts or um questions, final questions you'd like to ask Yanni before we close out? I just appreciated her comment about the vultures out there because, like I said, that's yes. one of the reasons I'm a little bit wary about, you know, getting back out there dating. You have to be careful, but at the same time, you have to be willing to, you know, take that risk and open up because you never know. You might find that person that, you know, will be the person that you can start another life with despite having been married and happily married before. Uh, you lost your husband. And, and, I will, and I'll Absolutely. add to what you're saying. The caveat that I would add to that is what I do know about men is when they want you, they come for you. And, and what yeah. I mean by that is they're willing yes, to be consistent. They're willing to uh, back up what they say with their actions and not just their words. So right. as women, we have to allow them to do that. You know, because we're good for this. I need yeah. you to hang a picture up in my house. Now he's coming into your house hanging pictures and everything else, but you've never been to his house. So you see how we mm. give them access to us. We give them full mm-hmm. access to us, but they haven't done anything to earn that access. Right. Mm. You are so right. Absolutely. So now they have That's keys good. to all of our stuff, and we've never been to their house. That's because they're married. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, this is good. This is good. We have about three minutes and 50 seconds. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just end here. Yanni, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this you show. You are so very welcome. Um, yes, thank you. Um you know, it seems like the, the, the day and time couldn't uh, arrive any sooner, and it finally has. And I just want to thank you so much. Um, you've given some great feedback. I know you're such a busy woman. Um, and for you to take an hour of your time to be on the phone and talk to people you don't know, I really appreciate that. It really means, um, you know, a lot to me. And I want to thank Not the listening a problem audience. At all. Yeah, absolutely. Those who called in, and, you know, um, hung in there. <laughs> Go ahead. And I was just going to add really quickly, you'll probably get some more questions after, and if you want me to come back, I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, we didn't oh, get yes. into any of the intimate parts, uh, but definitely, I'm, I'm definitely on board to come back on. This was great. Yes, definitely. We're going to have to have a part two. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, definitely we'll be reaching out and um, scheduling that part, too. So I do appreciate okay. it. All right. And um, thank you once again for joining. Yes, thank you, everyone, again, for joining. And I truly appreciate it. And you all have a great evening and sleep well and let joy come in the morning. You all take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All thank right. You. Bye-bye. Good night. God bless. Good night.